Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to a workshop that I am hosting the first week of June. This workshop is going to focus entirely on digital marketing. And the goal of this workshop is to help you bust through the confusion and overwhelm so that you can conquer digital marketing and grow your flower business. I am going to share with you in this workshop my step-by-step framework for leveraging digital marketing as a florist, and you will walk away with a personalized blueprint, clear action plan so that you know exactly where to focus your time, effort, and energy. And we're going to dive into understanding the most efficient and effective advertising platforms for you to market your business, how to leverage social media, and exactly where to prioritize your spending so that you can get your business in front of your dream customers. This workshop is being hosted online. Yes, if you can't join me live, there will be a video replay so that you can play catch up in your own time. I will leave the link to sign up to this workshop in the show notes so that you can grab your spot today. And then you get to join me on Zoom and we get to workshop your digital marketing plan and you get to make the most of the rest of 2024. So I would love to see you there. And I am so incredibly excited to host this workshop, share my process with you and make sure that you are crystal clear on exactly what to do to get found by those dream customers. So visit the link in the show notes, grab your spot today, and I will see you at the workshop. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts, and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. I have gotten so many emails, so many DMs, so many of you have been reaching out over the last few weeks, and there's such a common theme in terms of the question and the struggle that so many of you are asking about. I thought it could be super helpful to put together a very step-by-step, here's exactly how to think about this challenge. If you are a floral designer on a mission to build your business. And one of the statistics that I keep coming back to time and time again, is this statistic that the floral design industry is a booming business. So regardless of what the economists are projecting in terms of the economy, one of the true facts that I keep coming back to is that the global flower market is anticipated to reach 37.7 billion by 2025. 
like quite literally by the end of next year, two years time, <laughs> one year and 11 months, the economists are projecting that the worldwide flower industry is going to equate to $37.7 billion. It's one of the few industries that's expected to grow. However, those of you guys that have been reaching out to me and many of you listening to this podcast are somewhat skeptical because what you are seeing in your flower business right now, or what you have been seeing over the last few years, and for those of you that have been in business for a multitude of years, it feels hopeless. It feels absolutely like the definition of insanity when you wake up every day, you open the shop, and then you sit down and you look at your invoices and you realize the numbers just aren't adding up. So the thing to focus on and the reason I wanted to put this episode together is things really start to shift in your business when you really pay attention to the data. And I know most of us as creatives are like, Kathleen, I'd rather poke my eyeballs out. However, (laughs) there are so many clues. This is like the ultimate Hansel and Gretel little nursery rhyme where you just get to go from clue to clue to clue. So if you're a person who loves games or you love puzzles, then this is for you because your data is going to show you where your best customers are coming from. And there is an article and you can Google this, but Ibis World, which is one of the giant global research bodies, has estimated that in the US, the online flower shop industry has grown 17.4% per year for the last five years. And if you have been listening to this podcast, podcast series for a while, then you will know that I will always tell you that our best customers are shopping online. And one of the greatest gifts that came out of 2020, 2021 is that more customers are more comfortable buying flowers online. So I thought I would walk through this strategy with you, share with you the answer to the question of where are all the good customers? And this is really about covering off the three basics of marketing your flower business. And it doesn't matter if you are in year one of your flower business, or you've been at this for seven years, or you've been at this for 17 years, or you've been at this for 27 years. The fundamentals of marketing your flower business are exactly the same. And in my experience, when I finished my formal floristry certification, I walked out of the classroom assuming that in order to be successful, you had to say yes to everything that came your way. That whole thought process is what was really kind of nailed into my brain when I went to flower school. And I was taught at flower school that when you're new, it's your job to say yes to whatever the customer wants. Except when I put that thought process into practice in my own business, it led to so much exhaustion. And truth be told, I hated the work that I was creating because it wasn't work that was coming from me and my vision of what flowers could look like. It was coming from the customer being the director. And I knew 
I should say, I know now looking back at that previous version of myself that I was absolutely coming from a scarcity mindset. Like there wasn't going to be enough customers for me to pay my bills. So in order for me to make this work, I had to say yes to everything that came my way. It was very hustly and it was very scarcity driven. And it led me to so much resentment and so much frustration in my business. But things really shifted for me when I decided that I was going to put myself in the driver's seat of my business. I didn't want to, and frankly, I didn't have the energy to keep reacting to whatever was happening around me. It literally wasn't working because the numbers were not adding up. The invoices would come in and I'd go, well, I guess I'll wait and pay that wholesaler in a couple of weeks time or a couple of months time when I get my next wedding deposit. Like I was literally jumping in reaction mode from one invoice to the next. And I knew I was like, it, it can't be like, it just can't be that this is how every flower business is run because I looked around at the other florist at the wholesaler. And I realized like, if I actually start paying attention to the people that run the businesses that have been around for decades, not the people who are the most famous on Instagram, not the people who have done a cute little photo shoot, not the little like floral influencers that we all love to follow, but the business owners that run flower businesses and have been around for decades. I looked at them and I was like, okay, Like seriously, it must be possible because they're walking around very intentionally, very strategically. He doesn't look like he's completely, you know, built up with so much resentment and hating his job. In fact, he actually has a smile on his face. So I'm like, huh? So it must be possible. And I knew because it was possible because there were very well established designers in my country. They weren't even necessarily in my town, but I was like, I'm going to expand my horizons and I'm going to be like, they're just in my country and I know it must be possible. And I had just gotten so sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I went home and I sat down and I started to really think about and craft and envision who is it, like who in my ideal dream wave a magic wand scenario Who is it that I want to do flowers for? Who is my dream customer? And I did this exercise for every service I wanted to offer in my business. So when it came to doing a flower delivery, who was my dream client? When it came to somebody walking into the shop, who was my dream customer? When it came to somebody inquiring about wedding flowers, who was my dream bride? When it came to somebody asking about doing workshops, who was that person? And I started to articulate for myself and create an actual character for myself with every service I provided. It wasn't just one customer that overlapped all these different segments, but it was understanding that this business is going to cater to different customers for every single service that we offer. When I looked at our business and I started to pay attention to the data, I also started to see that our highest value clients ordered online. So I would compare the people who called, the people who walked in, and then the people who ordered online. By and far, like by an outrageous amount, the people who are ordering online were our best customers. They were spending the most money. 
And the way that we had set up our systems meant that they were also the most profitable because your customer, when they're ordering online, is giving you all the information and they're navigating the payment themselves so that you are saving a huge amount of time. This for me is when I started to understand the true value of doing the work around understanding who your ideal customer is and getting super specific. So for me, I know my dream flower customer, his name is Matt. He lives in Toronto with his partner and two kids. They have a five-year-old labradoodle named Sammy. He is a partner at one of the big investment banking firms. His mom happens to live in Victoria and he doesn't get out to see her as often as he knows that he should but he knows that she loves flowers. She loves being in the garden and she just loves being around flowers. When he hasn't put in the effort to get on the airplane and come out to Victoria to see him, he wants to send her flowers to simply say, I love you and I'm thinking of you. He wants to spend between 150 and $200 on something that's lovely. He doesn't know a thing about flowers. He knows that roses are a thing. He knows that lilies are a thing, but he also knows that there are a hundred other different kinds of flowers out there, but he's not super specific in terms of what has to be in the design. He truly values quality, convenience, and ease of ordering. Most of the time when he's ordering, it's super late in the night and he wants to be able to check it off the list, or he's simply given it to his assistant. He doesn't want to have to worry about calling somebody. He doesn't want to have to worry about the time zone difference. He just wants to know that he's placed his order and trusts that the flowers will be delivered. The clarity in terms of how much I understand my customer is what makes marketing so much simpler as a floral designer. So it's this one exercise that becomes the domino for the rest of your success in your marketing plan in your business. And the clarity in going through this exercise is what builds you up for success. The better you know your ideal customer, and this is truly like building a relationship with an invisible friend, the better you understand how that person ticks, the easier it is to set up your website, the simpler it is to sort out what to post on Instagram, and the less pressure you put on yourself to having to say yes to everything that comes your way. And it's so easy for us as business owners to get wrapped up in the should do's and supposed to do's and really like getting in that scarcity mindset. And particularly when the numbers aren't adding up, when you aren't making enough money, it feels so compelling to say yes to anything that comes your way, even if you know that job isn't actually going to help you increase your profit. I know exactly what it's like to be there. But when you know who you're selling your flowers to, when you know who's going to value the quality of what you offer, you can then pour your energy into attracting those people to your business. So the shift starts with you. The shift starts with you understanding that you're in the driver's seat of your business. And I know when I made the shift to understand my customers aren't going to change. I'm not going to be able to wake up magically overnight because I tried this for a really long time, but I had just hoped and prayed that things would work themselves out. And then I got to the point of realizing that strategy wasn't working. So I know when I think about Matt, my ideal customer, all he's doing is he's going, oh, flower delivery, Victoria. (laughs) 
he's then jumping on a website where things look pretty enough and he's able to spend however much he wants to spend. He has the peace of mind that it's going to be taken care of and he can get to the confirmation within three clicks. I know for me, Google ads is where I'm pouring my time and energy and I'm not worrying about all of the other things that we could be doing in our flower business because I want to have more of Matt ordering flowers in my flower business. So when you make the decision to understand who your ideal client is, then you will be able to prioritize where you spend your time and effort. And this is about you getting to the point of being able to take charge, take control and put yourself in the driver's seat of your business. When it comes to really understanding what makes marketing a flower business so different to every other industry on the planet, the first thing to remember is that your limited flower footprint requires you to think more strategically about marketing. In most cases, it actually makes marketing way simpler. We don't need lots of marketing to increase the awareness of why flowers are awesome. Human beings already know. And for 5,000 years, like since the time of the Egyptians, flowers have played an integral part in the human experience. So your customers already know that flowers make a great addition to a wedding or a party. They know it's a great gift idea for an anniversary or a birthday, and they know that it's super special to have them at a funeral. So we're not here to sell our customers on why flowers are awesome. What we are here to do when it comes to marketing is the shift is be where your customers are looking for a florist. They're already sold on the idea of having flowers at their event, the funeral. They're already sold on the idea of sending flowers. So we get to then interrupt them in their path to purchase. They've already decided that flowers are the perfect solution. What they're looking for is a florist in their area. So instead of trying to just get in front of more people, the job is to get in front of the right people. It's kind of like if you were running a plumbing business, paying for ads in a magazine or a newspaper or being on a outdoor billboard or having 10,000 Instagram followers is no good. If the person who's looking at that ad or following on Instagram isn't in need of a plumber in your area at that moment. This one thing is what makes marketing a flower business so different is you are limited by your geographical footprint and you're limited by your customer having already decided that flowers are the perfect solution. So instead of thinking, okay, I just need to get more eyeballs on my business. What you need to think about is, okay, where is my customer at when they're actively looking for a florist? They're jumping online they're typing in your city florist. They're jumping on Instagram using the search functionality. They're jumping on TikTok, looking at that search functionality. They're building a relationship with other vendors. They're working with planners. They're talking to the funeral director. The more targeted your effort is, the more effective your results will be. So your homework assignment is to literally sit down and 
articulate who your dream client is, and then go through, like literally grab a pen and piece of paper and write down for yourself the steps that that dream customer takes when they're looking for a florist. Then you limit your marketing activities to those steps. Number two, share your expertise and know-how. The most beautiful thing about the fact that our industry is so incredibly secretive is that it actually puts you and I at a massive strategic advantage, like epically massive. Because your competition, every other floral designer in your area is going to keep everything so secretive and so hush-hush, that immediately gives you a level up. It gives you a massive opportunity to get customers. Because the good customers are sitting on their iPad or they're sitting on their laptop or they're sitting on their phone on Monday night at 11 p.m. On Monday night at 11 p.m., none of the shops are open. On Monday night at 11 p.m., your website is open and ready for an inquiry or ready to take an order. And because we're in the age of Amazon Prime, Instacart, immediate gratification, like they're looking for answers at their fingertips, we know that when we share our knowledge and expertise in a way that's super in alignment with how our customer is behaving, that we will actually be able to build trust faster without you and I having to do anything. Like, I love this idea of thinking your ideal client is sitting on the sofa at 11 p.m. on a Monday. They land on your website and they see how much expertise and know-how you have shared. Before you even wake up in the morning, they've fallen in love with you because of the past work that you've put in and you understand the value of sharing your know-how and expertise. So building a self-sufficient experience that your customers can navigate at 11 p.m. on a Monday is the goal because they don't want to pick up the phone and call you. They don't want to wait until the studio is open or the shop is open. They want the information and they want it right now. So educating your clients about their budget for their wedding flowers, educating your clients about how the whole ordering process works, educating your clients on what's in season, educating your clients on the ins and outs of how the whole professional floral design industry operates makes it so much easier for you to attract the right kinds of customers and repel the ones that don't value the service that you offer. Talking about flower availability, color palettes, and planning for weddings on social media helps build trust. That trust is what helps you get orders with less effort. So having a super easy to navigate website, simple online catalog, very easy to understand and using with two thumbs on a phone, (laughs) shopping experience is an absolute must in today's age. And I know a lot of floral designers are really scared by technology. You like to tell yourself that you're not good at tech. You like to tell yourself that you're not somebody who understands technology, but that's also why inside the Flower Boss Academy, I give you every single template and every piece of copy that you need to have on your website. 
so that you don't have to waste so much time trying to figure out how to present your flower business to the world so that you know exactly what to put on your homepage and exactly what to put in your ad line catalog and exactly what to put on your about me page. It is literal copy and paste so that we are taking the guesswork out of how to get the good customer. Inside the Flower Boss Academy, I also talk you through the exact pages that you need to have on your website, the right wireframe to follow, and literally mapped out for you in a Google Doc, the literal words to put on your website. I also talk you through the ins and outs of understanding search engine optimization, because winning the Google game is one of the best free ways to build your business. So I talk you through what search engine optimization is, how to take advantage of long-term organic growth, and the exact steps to follow to optimize your website for winning the Google game. And the third principle to understanding how to market your flower business is that every new day, there's a whole new group of customers waiting to work with you. This one mindset shift has created so much momentum for me in my business. It's such an incredible reminder that every time the sun sets, every time the sun rises, there's a whole new group of customers waiting to work with you. So if yesterday didn't go the way as planned, if you got ghosted by yet another client, if somebody said, wow, that's really way too expensive. If something didn't work out yesterday, it doesn't matter because today there's a whole new group of strangers who are looking for a floral designer, which means every single time that you wake up in the morning, you get to hit reset. You get to start over and you get to start and build on whatever you want to build on. It's exactly like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day in the best way possible, because it means you can update your prices. You can revamp your website. You can do that brand shoot. You can finally get your online catalog sorted. You can change your delivery charges. You can finally take action on the thing that you know you need to do in your business. Because when you put your head on the pillow tonight and then wake up tomorrow morning, there's a whole new group of customers coming your way. This has seriously been such an incredible reminder for me and my business, and it is what helps build momentum because we like to dwell on what isn't working and our brain is going to focus on how far we have to go to our next goal, except you wake up tomorrow morning and there's a whole new group of strangers who are like, oh my gosh, I'm looking for a wedding designer in Calgary, or I'm looking to send flowers in Sydney, or I am looking to get a regular corporate delivery in Melbourne. Like it's so amazing that every day we get to wake up and there's a whole new group of customers who are like, oh wow, yeah, I'm looking for a florist in your exact area. It's one of the most helpful mindsets to adopt when it comes to building a profitable flower business. So these three things, these three marketing basics are why building a profitable flower business is as much about having the right marketing strategy as it is about having the right mindset. You need a mindset that's focused on growth and possibility and a marketing strategy that aligns with how your customers are shopping for flowers. Come back, revisit these three fundamentals of marketing. And remember, there has never been a better time to be a floral designer and actually make money in your business. So please drive safe, drink your water, eat your vegetables, get some sleep, have the most amazing week. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll talk to you again next week.
Bye for now.